We are Memphis Wrestling. Celebrate spring break with us on Sunday, March 26th at the Wrestle Center. It's going to be Lucha Lit with former WWE star Lince Dorado. Then Saturday and Sunday, April 1st and 2nd, watch WWE WrestleMania with us at Dave & Buster's. It's free to watch. That's Dave & Buster's Memphis. Sunday, April 16th, ECW legend Jerry Lynn is coming to Memphis Wrestling. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.SpunkLoop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255. Four, three, two, one. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Wait for it. Pow! <laughs> it's time for What the Fuck. Every first episode of the month, Brian and Lance look over the crazy wrestling and MMA stories of the month. Welcome, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucking ears, what the fuck nicks, what the fuck yourselves, what the fuck nuts, and whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. That's right, guys. This is what the fuck for it. Wait for it. Here's Brian and Lance. Uh, this is an stspod.club production, episode 691. I'm BT, and over there is Lance. And Lance told me just earlier that he's learning how to talk to different cultures. Can y'all believe that? He told me he can now talk to giants. He uses big words. <laughs> uh, go ahead, give me the drum. Give me the symbol thing. You got the yeah. drumsticks. All right. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. He's from Chicago, the home of the best damn pizza in the world. He's a snark of excellence. My partner in crime, your friend and mine, 
Lance Levine. How the hell are you, Lance? I'm your friend. I don't know about the the rest of them, but I'll, I'll try to be. I'll try to talk to he them. He said, like, fuck y'all. He don't care. I can talk to Giants. I can speak Pig Latin. I'm here in the Peepsy Studios here in Chicago. You know, there's the Peeps Pepsi. They should have called it Peepsy. I don't Peepsy, know why Peepsy, I like that. I like that. That's yeah, yeah. right. I mean, come on. No brainer. So we're here in Chicago. We're a little late this month because I'll take the heat. It was hell week for me last week at work, so we're late getting it out this month. But we have all the fun fact, all the pleasure-packed WTF News Desk stuff for February of... Um, 2023. And as we'll learn, I'll, I'll speak here in just a minute about business, business. but it business. really don't matter when we put this out. Everybody listens to it. So everybody and their it's mama listens to it, I think. Number and one. And speaking of stuff that you do with your mama, wait. Mama. That sound right. Uh, T-O-J. Tell me about the T-O-J, Lance. Tournament of Junk is underway. The play-in started. Um, the real, actual, big tournament starts on Thursday. So it's the 14th annual Tomorrow. Tournament of Junk. It's the King of Kings, it's called this year. It is pitting Reese's versus Oreos versus Mountain Dew versus Doritos. So four of the kings of junk food find the whole entire region is that thing. And then it's going to come down to the top four of those things facing off in the finals. So, as always, somebody's going to get drawn. One random voter is going to get drawn at random to get a $50 prize package of junk food. Um, you can vote on my Twitter, at ChocolatierLL. On Facebook, Lance Levine. Uh, Brian spells it for you all the time, so you don't need me to spell it. Uh, in Cool Kids, in Pro Wrestling and whatever, you can find it all over the place. The polls are on Twitter, too. Under my Twitter, that's the easiest place. Or you can email me. It's l a n l e v i seven at aol. And so, you also you also get a T O J shirt, and that is a new design. We have somebody design it every year. I mm. may do this one. Lance is going to tell me what, but I'm doing shirts now, so I'm getting really good at designs and logos and stuff. So I may even design it. But he always comes up with so. I love this idea. You yep. text me. You you kind of teased it to me, and then a few days later, you told me what you were doing. And uh, I told the wife, I said, this is going to be fun because it's yeah. all the flavors, all the uh, different yep, all kinds the of Doritos, all the Oreos, yeah. all the Doritos, yep, all the Reese's. Love it. Uh, it'll Somebody be asked me, are there really 16 different Reese's? I'm like, hell, there's probably 32 or more different Reese's. So I had what to I think down. is going to be interesting to see if the old school versions of all the candies yep. and drinks win because yep. – me and you have a favorite. I have a different favorite, but we each yep. have a favorite Reese Cup. Even though Reese Cup was our favorite candy of all time, yep. they yep. came up with some better. So it's all crazy. kinds of stuff and Oreos too. Will Oreo? Yeah, it, you're right. It's not right. even sure if Oreo, the plain Oreo, is going to be the number one seed. You'll have to stay tuned and see if it's the number one all seed. Right, it may not right. be. May not be. So all right, like he said, he gave you all the spots. If you go to link of all links on stspod.club, you yep. can go to Cool Kids. Everything's up there, uh, and our Patreon. Y'all subscribe, come on, or give us some money. Look, I even know where it's at. Well, maybe there it is. Right. The Cash App. Give us some money if you like the show tonight. Cash App me at dollar sign there. B BTSTS. That's it. hard to say. B-T-S-T-S. All right. Let's talk about February two, 2022. No, you remember February 2022 was yeah. our biggest month ever. ever. It was our biggest. So I'm expecting, can we compete with that month? 
Nah. We had 461% more listens than last year. Wow. We're 340% more listens than this year total for the first two months. Wow. Just freaking crazy. I had We mentioned that WTFs jumped up above all the Rolling Into Memphis mm-hmm. shows. And I had some smart aleck say, well, it's because uh, Rhino left and they're not getting as many downloads. Uh, Just to let you know, and this is nothing against JB because, hey, JB did over 100 episodes or right at 100 episodes. Uh, So, you know, I always give him his props. Mm -hmm. It's because we're increasing in listeners overall. Actually, the Rolling Into Mempo had more downloads in February than it's ever had. So... Uh, and it's just me. So I, I'm still looking for a co-host, but I, I'm real picky on this. So the top three episodes of, and this is above all, not, not, we didn't pick them out. They're yep. actually above the Rolling Out Info episodes. Number three, Cassette Wrestling News with Dutch Mantel from 1994. And you'll like this. Number two, that was episode 680. Episode 684, The Record Store, The White mm-hmm. Zombie Version. And number one, 682 at WTF News nice. Desk. As always, Woo-hoo. it's the number one show. Remember, we do Shiznit Minute every day, and that's got us a lot of listeners. I have not missed a day yet. And Lance, I'll shut the hell up. You need a theme song. You need a theme song. A Shiznit Minute theme song? That's right. And my favorite part is when you you barely get in love mama, mama, mama at the end. Love mama, it's like one syllable, one long word. Love mama, mama. We need to end. put that on his shirt. Love mama, with yeah, just one rule. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna shut up. We're gonna do it. Get us started. Get us right. started, we, brother. We are sending it to the WTF news desk for February of 2023. We're starting in Japan, Brian, at number what? ten. Really? Yeah. Shocking, yes. One of these days I'll find a Mexican stipulation match or something. But anyway, the stip match for February starts at DDT. It was February 11th. It was the Yokohama Unlimited card at Radiant Hall. It was some of our favorite guys, Sexy Eno and Don Shaco Dino. Dandy Dino, he's going by now. Ooh, so Dandy Eno, Dino. Eno and Dino as the tag team. They beat Toro Owashi and Antonio Honda in the opener of the card. It was alleged that they had been wrestling for 30 hours. So it was the first match of the card. The crowd is entering the building and sees them and the referee in the ring basically sleeping or, you know, pretending to be sleeping. So eventually they all kind of stir. They start kind of sleepwalking. (laughs) Honda falls asleep again, gets put in a submission hold. And the name of the submission, I know you're familiar with this. It's the Cross Buttocks Arm Breaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do that I'm, all the time. The wife has been putting... No, the, wife, the wife's <laughs> been putting the cross buttocks arm breaker on you for some time now, I'm sure. So, anyway, same card. So, these guys slept walk through the opening card. They alleged they were they were fighting for 30 on the record, you know, in all of rest. So, anyway, same card. We had Sanshiro Takagi beating Shunma Katsumata in a burlesque death match. This is a match where weapons can only be used when the stripper music is actually playing during the All match. Right. So in yeah, short yeah. intervals to use the weapons to the stripper music playing. So in that match, that then leads to, on February 23rd, a match taking place at the Roho Burlesque Club in Japan, in Tokyo. It was a one-match one card, basically, in a strip club. 
So it was Mao, Mao. I have to say it like that because it's all caps. So Mao and <laughs> yeah, Katsumata versus Takagi. They beat Takagi and Fuminari Abe in the strip club. It was just the one match. So it was a brawl in the strip club. The pole was used. Somebody punched the pole by accident. Dancers were dancing during the while the match was going on. Champagne bottles were used. Champagne was sprayed. Golden showers were threatened, but never occurred. So thankfully that didn't happen. Again, sounds like another night at your house. Uh, and then a mistaken identity lap dance occurred. So like a guy was blindfolded. He was getting a lap dance thinking it was going to be one of the girls, but it was actually one of the other wrestlers. So the strip club match on February 23rd in Tokyo. So a, a busy uh, ma- busy month for DDT. All right, let me ask you to see if you did your research. Yes. Was this a burlesque? burlesque club or a strip club it's two different things it i always just refer to them the same but it looks like it was a burlesque club where it was there was not full nudity in the it was just right more they always were sexy, the yeah, sexy yeah. kind of club yeah yeah sexy kind of club and sexy you know club. and we've said this before the culture's so different over there i love the idea of everybody sleeping i love that I, I got a good kick out of that uh and 30 hours, I, man. 30, yeah, they said they've been match. sleeping for 30 hours. So you no, know they were 30 wrestling hours for 30 week. hours. That's why they were so tired. Oh, my bad. I yeah. was saying you're sleeping for 30 hours. Hell, you don't get that in a week. So what no. what, what the hell? No, two weeks. Uh, and as, well, and uh, as always, it comes from DDT. We do yep. love DDT. All we're right. Creative. Number so, nine, brother. Number nine. We got AV star blasts WWE fans. So, of now, course, what's AV, AV standing AV, for? AV, well, we're insiders, so it's yeah, adult I, video. Adult oh, video. Oh, my star. bad, my bad. We're in, Austin Meltzer, we're insiders, so she was an <laughs> AV star. So, Misha Montana, we talked about her before. She's Matt Riddle's second porn star girlfriend <laughs> since his divorce. Uh, she blessed WWE fans for the ba- backlash when the news came out. The backlash from them when the news came out that she was right. dating Matt Riddle. She was shocked that she was dragged through the mud. She, I'm like, honey, do you not have the internet? Do you not know what the internet is? You were shocked that you were dragged through the mud? She said she was harassed. Fans, now, all right, this is going a little too far. Fans somehow got her number and address and were, like, giving her all kinds of shit. They were taunting her. She says that the whole situation is toxic. The adult industry is giving her shit about this, which I thought that was kind of like, that's a fetish. I think that is a thing in the adult industry is giving her shit, but that's another story. She can't work in the XPW anymore, which was a promotion that was known to use porn stars. So we send our best to Misha Montana. She's having a hard go of it just simply because she's dating Matt Riddle. So at number nine. AV star Misha Montana blasting WWE fans. You know what gets me is that we know how fans of any of any uh, thing like you know Marvel, yeah. you name it, they they are vicious. And, and yeah. there's been people with uh, you know the Star Wars. They've had people just get off Twitter completely because you know they be making they be making fun of somebody. Uh, but wrestling fans, Lance, I don't know. They may be worse. They can be I, rough. They can the, be rough. Yeah, the uh, the uh, internet wrestling community is is full of strange weirdos, and, and that's a lot. That's saying a lot when I'm talking. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they they will say some of the most vicious things, and I've always just shook my head and go, you know. And I, I'm talking about your post, you know. I'm not talking about anybody else, yeah, but yeah. I just shake my head and go. Did he really say that? But no, I mean, she shouldn't be surprised because of the way they attack stars. And she's also, 
and and nothing against her because you know more power to her. Adult video star is going to get you know the low level uh, fans mm -hmm. and stuff. So you know I may reach out to her and see if we can have her on the show. She she might uh, might be able to talk to us about the wrestling fans. You know we always like to uh, ask those questions. The weirdest thing you ever got a request for, and it would probably be from a wrestling fan. We would ask the probing questions of the AP probing. Star. Yeah, we would take, yeah, I'll take the lead on that. All right, at number eight, we have Conan is racist against Ugh. the Japanese, or is he? Hmm. So we've got that wonderkind in AEW. I, I can never pronounce his name right. Well, I can't know. So I can. Yeah, I'm going to send it over to our cub reporter BT on this one. So yeah, who is the I, guy me, in uh, AEW that Conan I, was ripping on? Yeah, and you know I always pronounce it correctly. Right. There we go. That, uh, one of my picks for Rising Star, and go ahead and tell us what Conan said. Okay, so Takeshita, I have a hard time with that. Takeshita, so, yeah, me. He does, a frog, he does a frog splash February 8th against MJF on that match on AEW on Dynamite. He did a frog splash against MJF, complete with Eddie Guerrero mannerisms. And then Conan goes on his podcast and says he should, quote, stick to his race. You are not a Mexican, dude. So... <laughs> He takes a little bit of heat. He backpedals from that later, and he says, it was just a joke. Everybody does a frog splash. You, you can't imagine that I would get pissed about a frog splash. Everybody does it. And the joke is on us for getting upset and taking him seriously. So he said it. I don't know. We might have to ask our friend Joe Feeney if he really meant it or what was the deal there. But he said, stick to your race. You're not Mexican. So we think Conan might be racist. I'm not sure. I eight. thought it was. Uh, I love Conan, you know I do, and yeah. uh, but that I just thought that was a little off. I'm also just tired of everyone doing that. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to do that when you do a frog splash. Doing the you whole, know if Ray, yeah, yeah if Ray is, yeah. and uh, and uh, his son did it, I would be okay. But every every Mexican, even the low level Mexicans, do it. If you're on TV, it's okay for you to do that. I just. Uh, are you, just hate it. Are you saying Takeshita is a low-level Mexican? No, no, he's not Mexican, Lance. Oh, he's he's Japanese. Right. I always struggle with that guy. Yeah, right. yeah. He's a good-looking man, according to he you. He is. So he needs to maybe get a win once in a while, but that's a whole other story. All right, at number seven, we have our UFC. What are you looking at? We have our UFC news desk. We got the Mark Hunt lawsuit. We got a Connor update, and we got wardrobe malfunctions in UFC. So we'll start with Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt is suing UFC for allowing Brock Lesnar to face him at UFC 200, knowing that Brock was juiced. So UFC, in their infinite wisdom, they want the lawsuit thrown out on the grounds of it was not uncommon for fighters to fail drug tests back then, and that Hunt agreed to wrestle or to uh, fight Brock Lesnar, and that Brock might be dirty, and that Hunt should have known this. Hunt should have known better. So they're turning it completely around. I'm like, What? So I agree. it's your fault, I agree Mark Hunt. You, no. It's your fault for taking him on and knowing that he was juiced, even though he might have he failed the test. I, the weirdest defense in a lawsuit. I'm, I'm with UFC on this. He should have known better. Yeah, he should have. I mean, <laughs> just look at Brock Lesnar. Look at how you know ninety percent of the guys they're getting away with it. So, so all right. Speaking of juiced, we have Conor McGregor riding his bike in the country in Ireland. He's in the middle of nowhere riding on some sunny day in Ireland on his bike. Drunk. A dr uh, doubtful, doubtful. The driver might have been. But anyway, so driver is blinded by the sun, hits 
Connor on his bike, destroys the bike, but somehow Connor is okay. So driver apologizes. He's not charged. Connor, if you see Connor, though, I think the reason he wasn't injured is because he looks like fucking vintage Arnold Schwarzenegger these days. He is pumped. This guy, talk about failing a test. So I I love the Joe Rogan comment on it. He says he's jacked on PEDs, and his piss would, quote, burn a hole right through the bottom of that USADA cup. So I just, I love the Rogan comment. But yeah, man, boy, that guy looks like he is jacked to the gills these days. So, and then finally, we have female fighters Montana De La Rosa and Jessica Andrade have gear issues in February with their official Venom tops. They have boob issues where their boobs are popping out of the tops. They they complain that the the bras are made poorly and they have to worry about uh you know a I agree. Those bras during are- during oh, a live fight. So anyway, so Jessica Andrade lost to Aaron Blanchfield, and here is BT. We have BT to further explain dramatic read. A dramatic read from BT. Our cub reporter BT is going to read on behalf of Jessica Andrade. She has a rough. Uh, Brazilian accent, anyway. So I think I'm yeah, I can't from do that. Brazilian, so, but here we go. I'm gonna let's do it with what the she su- had to say. southern accent. This is what let's, she had to say, guys. This is not an excuse, but when she came for the takedown, I lost focus because when she moved in, she put her shoulder just under my top, and my breast completely slipped out. I lost focus and forgot to counter. All I could think of was my breast. When I used my hand to put my breast back in the top, that's when she was able to take me down. It's all part of the game, though. It's not an excuse. She really had a great game plan. Yeah, pull a titty out. It wasn't on purpose. We have to be ready for everything. I should have been prepared to let my breast be out if it slipped yeah. out. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. been shown in so many places before, uh, like at the bar down the street. <laughs> I should have even been I shouldn't even been worried about that. Yeah, we agree. You shouldn't worry about your titty falling out if you're trying to win a UFC <laughs> fight. But you know, she could have got, you know, with her titty falling out, she should have got best fight no matter what. So Yeah. MVP, a bonus, a fight bonus from Dana yep, White. Yeah. So and for the record, both the girls that complained did lose uh and lost and de la rosa lost by submission too so maybe they have a legitimate gripe we'll see i don't want to see them fighting in like burlap bags but they should do something to help i will try to out. do see if i can get one of those bras and see if my titty falls <laughs> out all right it'd be just some research <laughs> <laughs> oh man that may be a first where i lost uh i lost composure <laughs> So, all right, at number six, if I can continue, we have Ty and Sammy getting past TSA. So after that that brutal street fight where it was uh, Ty, Mello, and Anna Jay against, if I remember correctly, it was Willow, Nightingale, and Ruby Soho. Yeah, yeah. uh, Excellent match, by the way. Yeah, it was a great street fight. So after that street fight, uh, Ty and Sammy had to get a red eye to Mexico. They had a match in Mexico that they had to go do for AAA. So Sammy and, and Ty race to the airport for their flight. It turns out that Ty has this bad headache on the plane. She thinks that her braids are too tight. So she's trying to take out her braids and she ends problem. up it ends up that what? I never have that problem with my braids. The braid. Uh, you braid the beard, right? So <laughs> we'll so talk it, about that in a minute. So she <laughs> So she's trying to take out the braids and Sammy detects that she's got thumbtacks stuck in her head. At, on the plane. So she gets past TSA with metal on her body because she's got thumbtacks lodged in her skull. 
So she says she showered at the arena, but she didn't wash her hair because they were in such a hurry. So her bloody hair was dried, caked with blood and thumbtacks in her head. So now Ty, of all things, she says she wants more street fights. She had a blast, wants more street fights. She got hurt. Anna Jay also got hurt. So they neither one of them have been on TV since then. But yet Ty, uh, Ty says she wants more street fights. So Ty and Sammy violating TSA at number six. For some reason, that makes me hot thinking about the thumbtacks <laughs> in her head. The bloody hair. In the bloody hair. hair. Man, yeah. I'm, I might need to... I may need to examine some stuff with uh, my psychiatrist. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, may, you know what? You know, I'm a hu- <laughs> you know you I'm may a huge have to. Yeah. Sammy fan and uh, really like him, but I just it it would really have been funny to see the reaction. They're sitting there. She's got. I got a headache. Well, you got fucking thumbtacks thumb in your head. So there was no question, Lance, whether those were real or not. Those were, were real because they were stuck so. in her head. I was talking about the uh, the barbed wire. We were talking about the barbed wire. I'm like it in the it was in the uh, Page and Moxley match. Well, I never look at stuff like that. I never do. I, I know you do. It You're just, just it takes away from some. It doesn't just bother. Literally me. grabbing the barbed wire with their bare hands and not reacting. I'm like, that's you're telling me it's fake. You know, it doesn't do bother that. me because so. I just I look at stuff like that almost like a movie. So you know, yeah. I know it's fake in a movie. So it's okay to be. But then All there's right, guys, other parts if, where it's real. There's other parts right, where right. like the barbed wire sticking to their pants or it's sticking to their gloves or whatever. So just either use real or use fake and sell it like it's real regardless there's 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 probably reasons that you know i don't know i i was in a barbed wire match one time and let me promise you it was real so uh i bladed my arm i didn't want to put i didn't want to put the a barbed wire through my arm uh so i bladed my arm with the barbed wire i know that's just i don't blame you uh all right guys if you're watching the video of this guess what just give us a few seconds, and we'll just continue with the countdown. If you're listening to the audio and not on Patreon, you got to have a commercial break, and then we'll be right back with 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get five dollars that's right five dollars that's dollar sign b-t-s-t-s dollar sign b-t-s-t-s hey use our uber eats code eats dash brian t two four seven nine o u e that's eat dash brian t two four seven nine zero u e Use that code and get $20 off a $25 order. Mysterious Productions. Ooh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit safe. Saturday night, and it's going down. Me and her being at it for a couple of rounds. When things got dry, man, I'm...
Oh yeah, public service announcement. As I announced last month, Manscaped has beard products. And they're going just a little bit further, guys, with a brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. That's right. Go ahead and tell the world the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products, confirming they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. That's right, your hygiene toolbox. Time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using our code STSPOD20. That's STSPOD20. Hey, this is BT here, and I do want to highly recommend the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You can get it right now on manscaped.com. Guys, if you watch my TikTok, go to stspod.club and go to the link of all links. And by the end of the month, you'll be able to watch a TikTok where it'll show what this beard hedger does. That's right. I've been growing my beard uh, for two months now, almost three months, and we are going to go to... Well, we're going to hedge the beard. So get your beard hedger and all your Manscaped products. You might as well get 20% off and free shipping with our code STSPOD20. STSPOD20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And use our code STSPOD20. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now, cue up that music. back from commercial break give me just a second i want to do some shout outs real quick uh we have we had a lot of people i told you we had so many listens last uh but but we had some top listeners i want to shout out to my buddy Woo. bull who's been commenting a lot with me um uh, about the shiznit minute whenever i send something like shut the fuck up about sammy and stuff like that uh but bull shout out to bull uh shout out to serge zachary kyle CMP and TC Brian. And TC Brian, if you're listening to this episode, try to get a hold of me, man. It's easy to get a hold of me. You, you've got some good music, you know, and we're trying to get a new uh, WTF theme anyway. So get a hold of us. Any shout outs? Oh, also, we got a couple people that's been with us, and I always, we always talk. Eric's been with us for so long. John uh, and Ed and Lasto. Uh, Brino Lesto, uh, I know I'm missing somebody. Courtesy. Uh, Courtesy. Also, a shout-out to Cool Kids. Yesterday, Tuesday, we celebrated seven years of Cool Kids, and if it wasn't for Cool Kids, and that's where we get the Cool Kids countdown, yep. We, I talked about if it wasn't for that. I, I mean, me and you were 
acquaintances. We knew right. each other. We talked yep. to each other in the group, but, but, uh, you know, we got a great friendship and we're mm. business partners and none of that would have happened if we wouldn't have started that group. So yeah. big thumbs up to cool kids. So much fun. And like I said in there yesterday, just meeting so many people from all around the country that I never even knew before. And like you said, reconnecting with old friends that, you know, from 20, 30 years ago that that group brought us together. So it's a great forum, you know, for us being able to talk about wrestling and MMA, you know, whether it's raw, dynamite, whatever, pay-per-views. We always do the live threads as much as we can. So it's it's a great time and it's it's great where we can let our hair down and actually talk about the business openly, you know. so Yes, yes, because it is a private group. You have to ask to join. And that's one of those things. And we kick you out if you start acting like an idiot, which we're going to no talk politics. about. Idiot, yeah, no politics. Yeah, no politics. idiots here in a minute. So uh, no personal insults. <laughs> that's right. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. So five is smut time, so social media uproar time. So, of course, we have all the antics that go on on the Internet, much like uh, Misha Montana was surprised by. So we have MJF and Zach Wentz. We have Jim Cornette and the Goofs. Uh, we got Horny Jail, and we got Chris Cruz versus Ro- Ruby Soho this time. So we'll start with Stacey Cornette. I know, I think you have more insight on this one than I have, but Stacey Cornette announces that they are not affiliated with the Cult of Cornette Facebook site. The admins blocked her and Jim in the group, and they have no authorization, and she calls them goofs and signs it Mrs. C. So, BT, tell me about this and our good friend Brian Last and uh, what's going on with the cult. I really think, uh, well, I... If and if I don't get this correct, guys, please please someone reach out to me. But I think it all started, like, there is Cult of Cornette Facebook group, and if I remember correctly, you know, Corny didn't want to have nothing to do with Facebook or do anything. And Stacy's always on doing the Facebook stuff. And um, the the group the group is a lit was not run by Brian Last. So there was guys in there that would say Brian Last is an idiot, and we we know that <laughs> there was uh, us too. Uh, and so, but they decided, which I thought was really stupid of them that they were going to make Colt of Cornette t-shirts. <laughs> uh, you can't do that, guys. Right. You just can't yeah. do that. She got she went off on them. She started her own group. And I think this new group, or Brian Lester, this the old group is just called Colt now, which is kind of weird. Uh, but the new group, it, it has to be run by uh, Brian Last and his uh, lackeys because... I asked to be part of the new group and they will not let me be part of the new group. So I'm all, I've always been on Lass's uh, shit list because I try to sell a t-shirt. Shit so last. the re- wrestling business is weird, but yeah, that, that seems to be the full point there that they started their own group. It, you know, it's, uh, it's just weird. They called them a goose, but man, goose. the people that are in the other group will be just as bad. So uh, just, you know, I don't even know. We've talked about Corny a lot. I think he kind of backed himself in a corner, uh, counter, like they say in the South, corny. but, uh, he, he has, he has to be a heel against AEW. He has to keep it up yeah. when he, whenever they do something good, you know, he's always got something like a, a bad to say about it, but, but he's making money on YouTube and whatever he's doing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, I always say Brian Lass has been a good partner for, for him, business partner. But, man, I can't listen to the show because of all the hate, and I can't listen to the show because Brian Lass's ego. I mean, yeah. 
he tried to get himself over, and he is not the star of the yeah. show at this all. Just in. This just in. Just in. Brian Jim Cornette is, is a star. star. Yeah. So, all right, so back to Smut. We have MJF on Twitter. He steps out to defend Zachary Wentz, the former rascal Zach Wentz, because people are afraid to talk honestly. So he says Zach Wentz is not an anti-Semite, despite the Hitler picture that got put up when Kimberly accused uh, her ex-husband of the assault accusations. So she had put up the Hitler picture of him. He was immediately fired by WWE. So MJF says it's all false. He's not an anti-Semite. He says Zach Wentz was a friend of his friend to him when another wrestler keyed his car and called him a kike, which is obviously a derogatory term for Jewish. So MJF says the court of Twitter can sometimes get dirtbags out of our industry, but the court isn't always right. So that is MJF's comment on Zach Wentz. And we say the same thing. Stands about by that. his yeah. man. Stands by yeah. his man. So then we have Montez Ford. He posts a picture of his lovely wife, uh, Bianca. And looking bootylicious, shall we say, on Valentine's <laughs> Day. And a picture of Montez himself beaming, and he calls her his meal. And Drew McIntyre has the great line replying that Montez needs to be sent to horny jail. So, And I think I needed to get sent to horny jail I've on that seen, Yeah, too. yeah, I, I think I got, I got sent to horny jail that night, too. Oof, so. Yeah, so, and but then there finally... Was a bunch of, there was a bunch of men in there in horny in jail. In horny huh? jail, yeah. I, I, I wasn't horny once I was in there for a while. <laughs> anyway... Finally, we have Chris Cruz, our old friend Chris Cruz, on Facebook criticizing Ruby Soho for her look. By the way, hold on really quick. I did message Chris and I said on Facebook because, you know, we've known Chris for a long time. Yeah, hey, yeah. you want to come on our, our show, uh, WTF, and talk about it? And he said, fuck you. So <laughs> thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Fuck you. Bye. So he criticizes Ruby for her piercings and her tattoos. And he wonders if she didn't have any friends that would tell her not to do that because oh, of how God. it's going to look when she's 50. So I know you have you have some ink. I I have no ink, and ironically, I'm not you know I'm not backing what Chris Cruz said. But I always had the mentality of well, I don't want to get that because I don't know I don't want it to look bad when I'm 80. I always said 80, not 50. But that's the whole reason why I never got any tattoos because I didn't want it to look like you know all shriveled up and gross when I was 80. So that's why I didn't do it. So you're gonna be swivel. You're gonna be swiveled up and gross anyway <laughs> at 80. True. Uh, 80. Uh, the thing about it with the ink, and I, I, you know, I knew you didn't have any. I've got three, so uh, not th- that I. And being a diabetic, I have to be uh, have a diabetes. You have to have your sugar lined out to get mm-hmm. a tattoo, and it hadn't been something I've done. Uh, but I have two or three more that's picked, and and my friend Stacy gets. She's got a lot of tattoos. I like tattoos. I see nothing wrong with them, and I. I thought about this when I saw it coming. I think he just pokes the bear sometime. Yeah. Uh, but I also think uh, I am except. You know, tattoos were part of my one of my favorite uncle had tattoos. Uh, so that was one of those things that I remember, and, and it was you know it was something I was going to do when I did. I've got a uh, a scorpion, I've got a Dallas Cowboy star, and I've got a barcode. <laughs> On uh, on the back of my neck, right down, so you don't actually see it when I'm wearing uh-huh. a shirt. Uh, and it, the barcode is a tribute. They're all something, but it's a tribute to my dad. He always thought. He told me one time that we'll have barcodes on our hands, 
and we'll just slide them when we go to the grocery mm-hmm. store. That's what his sci-fi self thought that. Actually, we have debit cards. We do that. So he kind of knew what was going to happen, but I made it for him. Uh, and so I have three that mean something. And and I feel that Ruby, to me, is so attractive. She's one of, You know how much I like Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. So I love her gimmick. I love the music. I love I love her work. Uh, I've been a fan of her since I seen her the first time in freelance. Um, and tattoos do not bother me. The wife does not have a tattoo, but if she wanted to get a bunch, it wouldn't bother me either. So I always uh, thought you had an eggplant tattoo. No, no eggplant. <laughs> Yeah, no. well, you weren't no, supposed that, to say kayfabe, man. Kayfabe. So oh, I'll yeah. just say my closing thought on tattoos on women is if it's tastefully done, it can be very attractive. I'm not anti-tattoo. I'm anti on me, yeah, but I'm not anti on women. If it's tastefully done and if it's not overdone, like, you know, you've seen like it, the, it's under, gonna like be the Undertaker. Is, uh, yeah. There's people like The Undertaker that are covered from head to toe. I'm like, all right, that's a bit much. But if it's tastefully done, yeah, it's very attractive. It's addictive because I got the three I got in a really quick pace. Mm-hmm. It was boom, boom, boom. And it's real uh, – it, it's a – I know this is going to sound weird, but it's a soothing experience. The needle's going in. There's a little bit of pain, but it's the eh, – of, yeah. of the ink going in. And it's real soothing. It's like okay. – and so, yeah, I could I, – I, if I wasn't a diabetic uh, and didn't have to worry about the uh, about that, I would probably have a lot more. Just I, one, My uncle had one on his arm that was a, a, a hula dancer, and he would move his muscles, and it looked like she was dancing. Yeah, I would have one of those just in yeah. tribute to him. But but yeah, I wondered about that. Would you? you so so you're a single man, uh, so, and you would you date a girl with a lot of tattoos? Uh, it, uh, if they were not, if it wasn't over the top, like I said, I wouldn't date somebody that's looking like the female Undertaker. No. But if it's tastefully done, absolutely. Yeah, not a problem. And not not where it's like every square inch of somebody's body. Really? You know? It wouldn't bother me. It really would. Not yeah. that, I, you know, I, it, it's all about the person to me. It's not yeah. the outside yeah. kind of thing. So, so it's it really. All right, let's quit talking right. about tattoos. Number At four. number four, we have Big Show has a boiler room brawl with Snow White. So on the Dose and D podcast, I've never heard of this one, Dose and D podcast. Really? There's some more podcasts out there? There's uh, Apparently everybody has one. So bodyguard Wayne Matai reveals that when WCW was filming at Disney World and Universal Studios in Orlando, the wrestlers and the Disney employees would often mingle and meet in catering. So one time he told the story of Snow White walking into the catering, and the big show starts hitting on her. All the guys, like, lose their shit because Snow White walks into catering. And of all people, Big Show is the one who starts hitting on her. And he just leaves us hanging with, they somehow ended up in the boiler room. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so we are led to believe that Big Show and Snow White had relations in oh, the boiler room yeah. at Disney World. So we have Snow White and Big Show at number four. You do know Big Show was arrested in Memphis, right? Did you remember I that? Don't they were in that. Memphis and he was at a convenience store and they asked him, why do they call you the Big Show? And he pulled his dick out and put it on oh, camera. Oh, no. Uh, and Sting, they had a picture of Sting and Lex Luger getting him out of jail. Oh, so there we go. The Big Show and Snow White. I love at it. Number four. All right. We don't have no three. videos of that. Uh, uh, thankfully, we don't. Although, we might be able to get some. Misha Montana might be able to provide us some, there you uh, go. some backstory there. So at number three, we have South of the Border News. We have Shocker. 
And I have his real name. I know you love when I reveal oh, the real Lord. names. It's Jose. Oh, Lord. Is that your oh. mom? Oh, Lord. Yep. No, yeah, it is. Really, it is. It is. The or whole family. Or Reba no. McIntyre. I'm not sure. No, it says, no. She says Lord. Okay, so Shocker, a.k.a. Jose. Don't, don't ever say Reba McIntyre on any <laughs> show with me. The there whole Trammell family there, and John hate her. There is some hate for poor Reba. Anyway, all right. Hey, uh, hey. You got me derailed here. Jose Zarhinho Soria Reina reveals in an interview that he had sex with promoter Victor Quinones in order to get a booking in Japan, which he now regrets. He does regret it now, and he says that he was on drugs when it happened. So... There you go. So well known during the in the business during that time, there was a lot of people having sex with him. So a lot of people. Yeah, male, female. Not a shocker. Not a shocker. No, he. Yeah, I think. Well, he, he was, was gay, shocker. So. He was shocker. So it was. A <laughs> I shocker. think he was gay. The promoter was. So, but okay. there was a lot of guys that uh, that the they, story was, was a rumor. shocker. So, rumors, all right. guys. Rumors. And then second story out of Mexico. We have Mexican. I'm going to let you comment on this one. Mexican comedian Adrian Marcelo. I think that's his real name. He hosts the WWE YouTube show in Mexico. He gets heat for saying that he would never date an obese woman. And he makes fun of plus-sized models. <laughs> I'm zipping my lip on this story. I'm not commenting because I know you have a mouthful for this. I go, I'll go back. I'll go back to what I said. It's all about the person and... As you know, in my yep. personal life and the people that know me well, no, I like big women. I've always liked big women. So fuck you, whoever your name is. Adrian uh, Marcello. You know what? Lance has a saying. It's only comedy if it's funny. That's no. not funny. That's dude. funny. It's just not yeah. funny. We don't yeah. we don't care, man. We just don't care. So that's my feelings if on it. If a woman is pretty, she's pretty. We'll leave it at that. Just going to stop right there. I believe so, it. I believe all right. At number two, we have the cops called on MJF. So on the February 8th episode of Dynamite, MJF talks about basically getting head from somebody named Liv. I'm not sure why he picked that name, but Liv. After a high school dance, it's raining out. He's driving. He slams his camera phone pole. She's blowing with her. So when the cops get there, they find that she was driving. So I find it odd. You know, it was a great heel promo. Uh, I find it odd that he said the name Liv. It was like, everybody's obviously going to think it was, is that Liv Morgan? Is he talking about Liv Morgan? So apparently much of the story was true. Obviously it wasn't Liv Morgan, but much of the story was true, except for the switching seats part at the end of it. So the weirdest part about the whole thing is that Western New York and Nassau County are calling the police department to report this story as if it either had just happened or it's a crime that MJF is admitting to. So the police <laughs> did not comment. They just they just ignored the fact that wrestling fans were calling the police department to report MJF in this accident hitting the telephone pole, even though he's on TV talking about it at number two. Just weird from wrestling. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I, I thought it, it's not the first time. Uh, Channel 5 used to get a lot of people calling in. Uh, for the, the cops calling in, there's a famous uh, scene, you know, a famous angle with Jerry Lawler getting run over. There's cops were called, uh, and Eddie and Doug Gilbert were were going crazy because they thought they should be arrested. Also, one time on live television, the cops arrived and arrested Billy Travis uh, for child support. <laughs> yeah, that's on cool. live television. So it happens. The cops are called on various things, and they don't. 
you know, even in this day and age, they don't really take wrestling angles mm-hmm. serious uh, because it'd be like you calling. Um, I remember my mom telling a story about my aunt Lord. that she said one time that my aunt was going to write a letter to one of the soap opera characters to tell her that <laughs> the guy was cheating on her. That she's going to tell that she's getting cheated on. So, yeah, it happened. And hey, a, a shout out to shout out to Richard. Who in his childhood he asked him to pray for Ric Flair because he took a pile driver from Terry Funk at his church and also pray for Luke and Laura in their in their new marriage. So yes, it happens, guys. All right, number one, you know I'm I, I'm number one. I'm a, I don't think I'm gonna be on the same side as you on this one. So let's go. Okay. I don't know. I don't have a really a strong opinion one way or the other. So we got Ariel Helwani and the Snowman at number one. Helwani. So there's heat between Emmett Helwani. Helwani. Ariel Helwani. 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 You're it's right. Hel- yeah, I just love Hel- the name. Helwani. Helwani reporter. So Ariel and the Snowman at number one. So there's heat between MMA reporter Ariel and AEW's Tony Khan. We like to call him TK. So it started out in October when Helwani interviewed TK, but TK refused to comment on the punk, the scum, the whole situation. He probably should have talked to Izzy and uh, AJ if he really wanted the dirt on the scrum, I would say. He should have. That's right. That's right. They were there, you know. So anyway, Ariel says that TK was an awful interview, but then he had somebody that was there. We would have had a scoop, man. We would have such a scoop. As, and we could we could still reach out to Izzy or AJ, you know. So anyway, but Helwani takes heat because he does this softball interview with H3. That's what we were insiders. We call him H3. He never asked about the Vince scandal, the Vince scandal of of Triple H. So he never asked. So there's heat back and forth. You know, he says TK was an awful interview. Helwani says that WWE is way better than AEW. TK then responds, you're a fraud. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. And I read that quote, and I'm like, why you fucking got to drag Tony Schiavone through the mud on this one, too? He has nothing to do with any of this. So Ariel Helwani then calls TK a snowman, which, and then he defends Schiavone. He says Schiavone's a great talent. He Get off his back. So I'm trying to figure out what does snowman mean? Is it a cocaine reference, or is he a con man? Is, which is it? So then at the elimination, this just, he all keeps going. Elimination Chamber, Michael Cole introduces Ariel Helwani, who's now working on some capacity with WWE. He introduces him as an unbiased, world-renowned combat sports journalist. Loved it, loved it. (laughs) Taking a shot at TK on that one. And then Corey Graves gets it on the act on the 220 Raw, says that Miz, of all people, Miz is an unbiased journalist, and WWE is rife with those. So just a lot of shit going on back and forth between TK and Ariel Helwani and the snowman and Ariel at number one this month. You so know, what, uh, what opinion do you have that you think I don't have? Well, I just, I just think, really, I thought TK should just keep his fucking mouth shut. So I think he should have done because he just commented on something. He gets mad because uh, he did. A, he had a terrible fucking interview. Uh, and, and to me, um, you know, if I was Triple H, I would say, look, we don't talk about this. And there is many interviews, and you mm-hmm. you can either be the ass and go ahead and ask the question, and then you have to cut it out because they're not mm-hmm. going to answer it, or you just go along with it. You know, uh, since one time I was a Roman reporter. Uh, but, yeah, the <laughs> snowman <laughs> reference is to cocaine. There's all 
rumors that go on. And if they ever make a book or someone writes a book about AEW when it's over, there's going to be so many stories come out of that. I've heard uh, whole floors of, uh, of hotels being, uh, being rented so that uh, we can have parties. And, you know, you're talking about uh, a guy like TK who, who is just a big nerd. I mean, we know that. He played on Big Bang Theory, man. Uh, <laughs> he's just a big nerd with a bunch of money. Uh, and, and they, the way he looks, and and, and I said something uh, about cocaine to somebody, and they was like, "He's just excited. He's he's not on cocaine. He's just excited to be on TV. He's excited to be in wrestling, and that's that's possible too." I thought that was kind of shitty that he said snowman, but I also thought TK should just kept his mouth shut. You just can't if if you give somebody like that something like that, then they run with it. And, and even the WWE, apparently the people backstage were all laughing at TK. So yeah. that's Tony, Tony Khan, by the way. Kind of, kind of like childish, the whole thing. Back Very, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very but childish. it had, yeah, it, it's easily number one when it comes yeah. to all this but fun. stuff. So. Fun for us, but yeah, fun, fun. I saw that. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to stay. If you're on Patreon, you get the honorables. Uh, and so if not on Patreon, give us uh, the low tier is $5, $5 a month and you get uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So as everyone knows, same bat time, same bat channel, this coming Saturday, rolling into Mempho, and also Saturday at one time, brought to you by Manscaped, I will be manscaping my beard. That's right, Oof. with the beard hedger. So Thank God he said beard. Thank God he said beard. Say bad times, say bad channel. On the best little wrestling podcast in the business. Be there. And as everyone knows, love my mama. <laughs> oh Lord. As everyone Lord. knows, I have fun fun everywhere I go. Lord. We all say that. Mama, we're not making fun of you. I promise you. We are Memphis Wrestling. Celebrate spring break with us on Sunday, March 26th at the Wrestle Center. It's going to be Lucha Lit with former WWE star Lince Dorado. Then Saturday and Sunday, April 1st and 2nd, watch WWE WrestleMania with us at Dave & Buster's. It's free to watch. That's Dave & Buster's Memphis. Sunday, April 16th, ECW legend Jerry Lynn is coming to Memphis Wrestling. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLube.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.SpunkLube.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club.
Did you enjoy that episode? Cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. If you've never downloaded the Cash App app, download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call. Who's Right Podcast. Homeboys Podcast. D3 Radio, my buddies Richard and Josh. My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Derrick. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Bad Podcast. Hey guys, remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs>